So I would say I'm grateful for the frost on the, the roof this morning that was really beautiful in the sun or the breeze on my face when I was going for a run, the cute ducklings in the canal in the morning. I'm grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that I can see so well. I'm Specific small things that you probably would never have the space to think about because you're so occupied with all the big things that are happening in life. Soft blankets. I'm grateful for <laughs> vegan cheese. <laughs> Um, I'm grateful. I have so many friends I can rely on. I'm grateful for being where I am today. Hi, I'm Alice. I'm 27. I'm from Lancaster and I'm a freelance writer and editor. I started practicing gratitude when I started journaling for the first time. So in January 2020, um, new year, new me kind of mentality. And I'm on day 641 of uh, my journaling and I can't imagine my life without it. So November 2019, I think that was the kind of turning point for me, for like my awakening, if you will, you know, like the classic dark night of the soul. So at the time, I was feeling a bit lost, feeling a little bit like I didn't have a purpose or I didn't really know my place in the world. And there's always been a part of me that's kind of not really fit in. Like in, I have wonderful friends, and but I've always had the tendency to like kind of run away. So obviously I went traveling. Um, that kind of added to the confusion, like, oh, I thought traveling would fix me, you know, I thought I would have found myself and, you know, solved all of my kind of problems. But I mean, wherever you go, there you are, right? So after I came back from traveling, I was having a bit of a rough time. I just moved to London. I was living alone, unemployed, looking for work. And then uh, in November, I had a big fallout with a really special friend of mine. It kind of broke both of our hearts, like, really deeply, really badly. In hindsight, it was definitely, like, my behaviours that were leading up to it, where I'd been too dependent on her emotionally and kind of burdening her with a lot of my issues and not respecting her boundaries and that, you know, I was very illiterate in all of this kind of emotional awareness. I had no idea what it was, let alone I was doing it. At the time, my ego was up in arrears, you know, like, I haven't done anything wrong. How dare she say this? You know, I'm not considered, you know, in complete, like, defence mode. Really victimising myself when, objectively, I had been really inconsiderate myself and, you know, entitled and spoilt. But then only when I had silence and space from her, I was able to be like, wow, I really might lose her here. She's one of the most special people to me. That kind of, like, shook me awake in a way, like, snap out of it. This is big. This could potentially change your life in a big way. Could we look at ourselves in the mirror for once? And thank God I did. I remember this one specific moment where I was just kind of dry sobbing over the counter, like there were no tears coming. I don't know what it was that was just kind of being exercised from me somehow. And waking up, like realizing like, maybe I was actually wrong about that. Maybe I was in the wrong. I'm not the victim. I'm. I'm not a victim of anything unless I choose to be, which was actually really empowering as much as it was emotional. Um, that was a big sort of light bulb that, oh, I'm not just myself on my own little planet. <laughs> we were able to repair the friendship over time and um, apologies from my end and acknowledgements of my behavior and changing my behavior because that's, you know, the best form of apology. Thank God I did, because now we're stronger than ever. 
that sort of essentially led me to the practice of journaling and uh, gratitude. The whole self-care kind of model to me, I rejected before. I kind of thought, oh, it's self-indulgent, it's, it's narcissistic. But then I kind of thought, I knew I needed to change and just um, grow. So at that point, I was kind of hopeless. I was like, I will, I'll try anything. Like, I really want to work on myself. I feel like I know that's what I need to do. I'm just going to start with journaling. I'm just going to start trying this whole gratitude thing, see if it works. I'm going to be curious about it. I'm going to be open but rather than just kind of giving up as I would have done before and just, you know, kind of flipping the table and getting frustrated, um, there was just kind of like an inner knowing inside of me that was like, just stick with it. Just see how it goes. Just try. You never know. So I'm just digging out my pile of journals that I uh, went through last year. Um, I can't bring myself to throw them away. Oh. We have, I think we have about six or seven. Um, and even more at home as well. Uh, I'm gonna want, there we go. So I think the one I'm looking at at the moment is, yeah, this is, I think my first one. So 2019. Here we go, future self journaling day one. Never too late to start, right? Step one, self-awareness. Aw, this is emotional. <laughs> so while I didn't really find, like, a lot of meaningful gratitude posts on Instagram, I did come across uh, the holistic psychologist and saw that she had a journaling prompt that focused on gratitude. And that structure really helped me uh, formulate my gratitude practice. The template was... Um, formed of um, points, about 10 points where, so I think the first one was my daily affirmation and then you would write three things you're grateful for, um, three traits you'd like your future self to have um, and then the prompt, today I'll focus on shifting my pattern of, today I'm practising, changing this area will allow me to feel. Oh, okay, this will be interesting as well. Number one, what behaviour or pattern do I want to change? I want to be more emotionally responsible and independent. Write affirmations that will help you achieve this. I am able to evaluate how I am feeling and decide on a constructive way to respond to them. Write how you'll be able to practice these new behaviours in daily life. I'll find gratitude in the everyday and stay present rather than fixating on the past or worrying about the future. I'll set boundaries with myself and others so I don't rely on friends to heal or fix me. I'll practice discipline and keep small promises to myself consistently. So I would start my journaling with three things I'm grateful for. And it kind of started off with the macro things, you know, like I've got food in the fridge. But then the more I went into it, the kind of smaller the things became, but bigger at the same time. It started to make a profound difference even from day one. So before I felt like very much like a balloon, like floating off. I wasn't really tied down anywhere physically or emotionally. So instead of being that balloon, I was kind of more like, a bit more like a tree, <laughs> um, just grounded and rooted in like the world around me rather than stuck in the future or like dwelling on the past. I was just here and so very acutely present. I'm grateful that I can just pick up the phone and call my grandpa because he's still alive. Hello, Hi. Hi, Grandpa. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah? What are you up to? 
I'm fine, just relaxing nicely in the in the in the city. I'm not on the city, am I? On my reclining chair. Oh, lovely. My grandpa is so special to me. Um, everyone always says that I have grandpa's eyes and um, his cheeky smile. How are things? Yeah, they're good. I just wanted to give you a call and yeah, let you know I'm thinking of you. And how did you enjoy playing on the uh, that little piano you found in Soho? Oh, honestly, grandpa, that piano. It was. Gorgeous. I think the gratitude. Practice has really helped sort of savour my moments with my grandpa because whenever I'm at grandpa's house and I'm just having a cup of tea with him, I feel so present because I'm just thinking constantly all the time. Oh, I'm so grateful that I'm here. I'm so grateful that he's telling me this story. I'm so grateful that I can still look at his cheeky little smile and I'm so grateful that I'm able to play the piano for him and, yeah, just leave feeling so sort of full of love and joy and... Good, good, yeah. good. Well, uh, but they are, they're magnificent. Mm. Um, they really are. It's a long time since I played one, but I have played one. The gratitude practice really helps me be fully there with him and nowhere else. And in that, time slows down and you're able to just absorb all of those special little moments. I'm very grateful for the gratitude practice for having given me the opportunity to really just fully be there with him. I'll let you get back to work now, but bless your heart. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Take care, Grandpa. Take care. Love you. Bye. Bye. I think gratitude used to be so alien to people and I don't know it used to be perceived as like a preachy kind of religious thing like you know like saying your prayers before dinner or something and what you're grateful for kind of thing which is why I think a lot of people would reject the idea I think people used to think that it was intrinsic in their being because like oh, obviously why wouldn't I be grateful because I don't know maybe take a bit of offense at it like it would then assume that they're not grateful for what they have when it's not that at all so I think it be, can be a very personal thing. I mean, you don't even have to write it down or do any kind of formal practice. You can just think about things throughout the day or just notice things when you're out on a walk or when you're spending time with someone really special um, and just reflect on those, like, privately. You know, it doesn't have to be a big exhibitionist kind of um, show or, you know, parade. It can be something really private. And either way, if you want to share it or not, it's still makes a massive difference to your life. I mean, obviously, this has made a huge difference to my life, and it's very easy to discount gratitude as just like a spiritual kind of practice that's very exclusive, and um, I think that's a very reductive way to think about it because it's so backed by science that it can, you know... I mean, there is a plethora of things that it can do for you, like, you know, improve your sleep, pain management. It's really good for anxiety and depression and relieving those symptoms and um, emotional awareness as well and consciousness, just just the whole realm of things that are good for you. <laughs> By having this gratitude practice, it's helped me sort of navigate how to be more resilient, how to uh, take criticism and, uh, you know, see that I'm wrong sometimes. And it's changed my relationships for the better it's raised my awareness so I can connect with myself and then connect with my friends and the important people in my life. Oh, 
it's gonna sound so corny, but I'm so proud of myself for like how far I've come and what I've achieved and yeah, how I've managed to cultivate the things that I want in my life and, you know, maintain and build new friendships and try new things and I've just grown so much emotionally and I'm just much happier. I'm feeling optimistic about the future rather than in a perpetual state of fear and, you know, self-sabotage and that kind of thing. I actually feel like I can change now and I've got the tools and I'm, I'm making it work. I can't imagine my life without a gratitude practice now because I feel like someone would switch the light off in my life and I kind of wouldn't be able to see in a way. Um, I feel like gratitude is one thing that kind of grounds me and reminds me of who I am, why I'm here, how far I've come, and I can't imagine my life without it. The Practices was produced by Radio Wolfgang for Light. For more information, visit lights.app. This episode featured Alice Priestley. It was produced by Holly Aquilina. It was edited and sound designed by Natalia Rodriguez. And the executive producer was Ellie Di Martino.